200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Hey, Jim, uh, police officers in Alaska are pretty unlikely to encounter an alligator. Um, An officer in Alabama is probably unlikely to come upon a moose. But in every state in America, you're going to have some kind of contact or possible contact with a wild animal or an animal that's allegedly domesticated that's suddenly turned kind of wild. Um, there are some rules of the road with relation to, uh, or relative to dealing with animals, you know, whether or not it's the alligator or the moose or the rabid dog, even cats and squirrels can be really dangerous critters, right? So, you know, what are some of the things that I have a couple of thoughts on some of the ways in which you can kind of protect yourself from being injured by an animal that's, you know, involved in whatever stop you're making, whatever, you know, call you're on. What are some of the things that you've encountered, even here in the city and county of San Francisco? We've, we've had mountain lions. We've had uh, coyotes. We've had, um, again, domesticated dogs who have attacked um, citizens and officers alike. Sure. So there's... We had we? a tiger. Yeah, we had a tiger. Right. Yeah. Um, unfortunate incident where a tiger escaped from the zoo... Uh, mauled a couple of individuals pretty severely to the point where uh, police officers were dispatched and had to dispatch the tiger. And uh, it was no easy feat. Yeah. And it wasn't um, anything sporting about it. It was a life and death situation. So, I mean, those things are rare. Um, We do have in the San Francisco Police General Orders the ability to shoot a wounded or dying animal, something that's been run over (laughs) and obviously suffering. Um, That's rare. Uh, The shooting of attacking dogs, that happens annually, I'd say. Um, And I I won't even mention the breed of dog because any dog can be uh, offensive. But uh, I think... There's a trend in urban areas to see more and more of uh, the prevalence of coyotes coming in from the hills or from the unincorporated areas. Uh, and um, not just one or two, but now maybe packs where uh, in areas where small dogs and cats turn up missing. And um, I, I wonder when we get to the point where they actively um, make their attack on humans. Haven't seen it yet, but I know uh, there's some trepidation about them in urban areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too far from the university, uh, taking a hike around a, a local lake, saw completely unafraid of passersby a coyote on the path during daylight hours. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about. Um, the, the things you're talking about, I, I'd say the biggest caution for me would be the ricochet, the know the, know the area beyond your target. If you ever get into a position of having to use your firearm on an animal, 
um, be real considerate of your background. Yeah. Um, there's an excellent article written by Dick Fairburn uh, on Police One. I want to point that out of um, how to, you know, what are the target areas for various animals, where you want to shoot them to, because a lot of, some cops are hunters. And so they understand this. You know, you shoot a turkey in the neck, you shoot a bull in the in the upper shoulder area. You know, this is these are kind of basic hunter rules. But not every cop is a hunter and understands the physiolo- you know, the physiological effect of how you put down an animal. Uh, and I don't know that many agencies actually train in shooting an animal. So take a peek at Dick Fairburn's uh, you know, article. Uh, the the name doesn't come immediately to mind, but if you quick search Fairburn shooting an animal, you'll find it. Uh, excellent stuff by uh, by Fairburn. Here are some of the thoughts and concerns that I have about t- dealing with animals generally. And then I want to talk about some of the happy news about animals, because I love animals. Um, cops are generally not issued tranquilizer guns. You know, <laughs> not at all, no. as far as I know. As far as I know, that's animal control. So, in the event that when you get into a situation where you can keep, keep an animal cornered in an area where it's not going to escape... You get animal. You get your partners in animal control who are equipped with things like control poles, tranquilizer guns, animal cages. You know all the things that you don't have in your trunk. Somebody who works for a department somewhere near you, even if it's not in your actual jurisdiction, that person does. And if you can buy time and allow that person to come in and do their job, your job is infinitely easier. You don't have to go hands-on with the squirrel. You know, you don't have to go hands-on with whatever animal is causing whatever. Raccoons, they're vicious, awful creatures. You know, they're cute, but don't mess with a raccoon because they will kill you. So, you know, you, you go to the people who are professionally trained and properly equipped to, to, make the, to resolve the situation. Now, we've had the discussion around having to shoot a wounded animal, right? You, yeah. It's in most agencies' policy. If you come upon deer that's been struck by a car... You know, put it out of its misery. That's sure. That's what it is. What it is. But be advised: a wounded animal is the most dangerous type of animal, and even a what appears to be a doe who's as docile as possible, that critter can hurt you. Um, so be advised: you don't want to get close to that thing. You want to take a shot from a distance. Um, you, you know, do do the things that are going to keep you safe. Do the stuff that you would do with a perpetrator or a violator or a suspect. Use geography use your squad car to keep you you know use stuff to keep them at bay right sure. yeah and I, I you you point out a good uh you made a good point of uh, using the people that are equipped um, if you're doing a threat matrix on a place to be searched uh, a warrant arrest to be made uh, if you have the time in advance Check the box on your threat matrix. Is there a dog on scene? If so, that's when animal care and control or the SPCA goes out you goes out with you with their snares, their heavy gloves, and they can take charge of that animal. Yeah, and those those control poles, the, the people who work in animal control, they use those things like magic wands. They have they're so good at it. You know, they can get an alligator or a snake, they can do and even these animals that are moving really quickly. They're really good at what they do, so maximize that capability. Um, I want to turn things around just a little bit and talk about animals and rescues of animals. Um, There was a piece of news which I just thought was just heartwarming uh, back in November. Um, In San Diego, Officer Andre Thomas was uh, mourning the loss of his uh, beloved pet, 
uh, a yellow lab. He had had that dog for 10 years and died in March. Um, he came upon a stolen vehicle, and what does he find in the back of the vehicle but a yellow lab pup? So Officer Thomas takes the puppy to um, animal control or some adoption facility, I don't sure. know. And after 15 days, the dog is not adopted. Now he's adopted this dog. And we've seen this time and time again where an officer comes upon an animal, a cat or a dog or even birds and all of these things, where it's, it's interesting. There's this, we talk about cops and kids all the time. Yeah. Because there's this really cool bond. There's also this weird thing that happens when a cop comes upon an animal and they kind of, they rescue each other, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cats, I have to say, but um, we, uh, my wife and I were in Ohio recently, and on a rural road, we get followed by this cat that's rolling around in front of us, and there was a bond, and I, like I say, I don't really like cats, but I seriously thought about bringing that cat home. <laughs> and we've seen that. You know, we, there was a story not too long ago, I think it was around six months ago, officer rescues a cat from um, the, the median, you know, the, the, the jersey wall that separates sure. the two yeah. sides of the freeway. Yeah. And the cat was stuck out, and the cat was no bigger than, you know, like a softball. Yeah. And cop gets the cat in the car he's thinking i'm just going to take it to animal control cat immediately just sits upon his shoulder and he's like all right i'm done <laughs> now my, cat. My, my cat now Great. so yeah it's interesting so tell us um what your experiences are with animals i'm really curious to hear if you train to shoot and put down an animal that's been wounded because in my experience most of the cops that i know haven't done that they have no idea where to shoot an animal and it's important that you know that. Uh, so, again, check out Fairburn's article. Um, give us an email. Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.